listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have back with us resident trademark expert over at Aspect Legal, Grace Yee. Hello, Grace. How are you? Good. Thanks, Joe. Great. Well, look, Grace and I thought we'd bring to you today some hot off the press information about trademarks. Not so much information. I guess we're talking here about some recent cases that are interesting and one in particular that relates to our McDonald's branding, Grace. So, tell us what this case was all about. Yeah, so what's happened is that a burger joint based in Brisbane has decided to skirt quite close to the famous Big Mac brand by launching a burger which has alpaca patties instead of the all-beef patties and then calling their burger the Big Pack. The Big Pack. <laughs> yes. And really, were they surprised? <laughs> 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 that, that they have Maccas on their doorstep? I mean, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, they shouldn't have been too surprised. They did it very intentionally. You know, look, I'm looking at the at the post, the Instagram post that they release social media about burger and they've gone so far as to use the little jingle that Big Mac likes to use, McDonald's uses in relation to their Big Mac. You know, the they've used the words two all all pack of patties, sauce, cheese, pickles, lettuce, onion on a sesame bun, and oh, and of course they take the point of view that they think there's just no room for confusion. But of course, McDonald's didn't agree with that point of view at all. Mm, it's interesting. So we've got two elements here that I think are particularly in- interesting. The first element is something like big pack, which is a different word to Big Mac, you know, is is it so, it's interesting, isn't it, from a trademark perspective, how, you know, a brand uh, like McDonald's, I guess, use its size, you know, in terms of like a big pack there, obviously, the word comes from an alpaca burger, big pack. So, if it was a big alpaca burger, obviously, there's nothing really that McDonald's could have done, but because it was shortened to big pack, which sort of rhymes with Big Mac, then obviously it gives McDonald's a bit of a foot in the door in terms of argument. So I think it's interesting from that perspective in terms of, well, what is infringement? And infringement can be different depending on how big the party is that you're dealing on the other side and also how well-known the products are or the, the branding is. I think that's one element. But the second element might also be, you know, do organisations intentionally open the door for a trademark dispute just because they think maybe it'll get them some publicity? And maybe have these guys gotten a good deal out of it, even though they've agreed now to pull the use of the word big pack? What do you think about that, Grace? Oh, gosh, it's it's so risky, isn't it? And if clients ever came to us and asked us this sort of thing, we would say, well, don't be surprised if that big company on the side who owns the famous brand has an issue with it. Yeah. 
But what are they going to do? They're going to serve you with a cease and desist notice, right? And the real question is, if you agree to take it down, of course, different if you don't agree to take it down. I, I think, you know, you're really opening yourself up to a lot, a lot of risk. But if the point, the point is, if you're willing to take it down straight away, we know that there's sort of a low likelihood of infringement actions being brought in this sort of instance where there's not been a long drawn out use of the marking question. Yeah, I guess so. But the theoretical risk that people need to be aware of is that when you do infringe, the party that does own the trademark has the ability to start coming at you for all the profits you've made under the infringing, right? So, so there's certainly a risk, a big risk. Yes, yes. But in this case, I was mentioning to you before that I really feel like this Brisbane-based burger joint got all this free marketing out of this case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who'd heard of Burger Urge before? I don't know, like maybe loads of people had, but I hadn't heard of Burger Urge. Had you heard of Burger Urge before? No. Here we go. We've just mentioned it three times. <laughs> now all of our listeners are like, well, who the hell is Burger Urge? Let's go grab some uh, Burger Urge. I didn't know alpaca burgers existed. <laughs> I, I had no idea, Grace. Who knew? Who knew? But now all of social media probably knows because of uh, this stunt. And, and maybe it is a stunt, you know. I guess the question is, is it a stunt or did they not understand they're two different elements, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. But the, I guess the, the message for our clients um, and anyone who's listening is that if you're skirting this close to a really famous brand, don't be surprised if you do get that letter in the mail from their lawyers saying you've got to stop. It's an infringement of their trademark rights because at the end of the day, they've got deep pockets and they're the type of people who will be watching um, the market as well as the trademarks register and staying on top of their right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And then I guess there's also a message in it for our clients who have trademark registrations as well. I think this comes back to the importance of being really quick off the mark to stop people who are using a particular mark that's similar to yours, because I think more traction that organizations get under the use of a mark, the harder it is for you to get them to stop. Mm, yes, yes. And then another reason why you should keep an eye on it is because sometimes trademarks get accepted by the trademarks office because there's a technicality that allows them to pass that examination stage. But really, if you look at the big picture of it, there's a problem there. So the case that I'm thinking there is is that one that was in the news years ago where a gym called their gym something to do with Superman and because of a, of a technicality, it was able to get past the trademark examiners. But, of course, DC Comics or whoever owns the Superman brand didn't like that and they blocked it at that second stage of the opposition period. So your opportunists here who are jumping on things, I, I mean, you know, on the one hand, it might be opportunists or on the other hand, it might just be people who don't completely understand. But simply whacking on a trademark registration and getting through phase one doesn't mean you're home and hosed. I think that's really important to understand. That's right. Yes. So what that means for our clients who already have trademarks um, registered is you've got to really stay on top of it because things could get through the trademarks office that you would have an issue with. And that's what that whole opposition period is for. Absolutely. And it's a very short window. It's only two months. So 
So once that's gone, it's it's very difficult then to take issue. It's really, uh, and I guess this sort of is is one of those areas where m- many organisations just don't go to the extent of having a watching brief to make sure they pick up applications that might impact their trademark that they might have the right to oppose. But really, this is one of these areas where if you've got an important mark, it can really be a re- very good idea to have a watching brief um, happening. You know, either you yourself I or or having um, you know good quality lawyers like us. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because if you've got other people getting on the register um, with a similar brand, that's that's really diluting your exclusivity in the market with that brand. So if being exclusive is really important to you, then absolutely going to this extra step and a bit of extra cost is is worth that preventative action. Absolutely. Okay, well, look, today was just a really quick discussion about this interesting case. And, you know, obviously McDonald's is very quick, like many large organisations, very brand protective, you know, are really quick to shut down any attempts to get anywhere near their brand. Absolutely. Whether or not the big pack was something that was inadvertent, someone didn't realise, or maybe a clever play at a bit of media from the dorm that they knew it would cause, don't know. Jury's out there. Certainly doesn't seem to have harmed them. Now we're all talking about... (laughs) Burger Urge. The big pack, Burger Urge with our Alpaca Burger. I don't even know what I think about Alpaca Burgers. I've not stopped to think about it before. But anyway, they've been a bit nifty and maybe... bit cheeky. <laughs> bit cheeky, even though they've had to pull it. They're maybe not even, you know, scarred by the whole event, given the media that they've had. So interesting questions from a trademark perspective. But Grace, thank you so much for coming on board today to chat to us about this. I think it's always fun to chat about what's uh, new in the media. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Thank you. And thanks again to you, the listener, for listening in. You've been listening to Talking Law, brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect to Legal. See you next time. team at Aspect Legal specialises in providing trademark registrations and general advice on brand protection and commercialisation for companies and individuals based anywhere in the world. So if you work in creating brands or logos for businesses, or if indeed you're a business needing assistance in protecting your brand, we offer a free 15-minute consultation with one of our lawyers to discuss how we can help you or your client. We also provide free trademark packs if you want to get a bit of an understanding of the process and the timelines. And of course, we do more than just trademark registrations. We work with our clients on a range of issues to assist them in making their trademarks work for them. So if you want to find out more, pop us an email at trademarks at aspectlegal.com.au or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a free consultation with one of our specialist lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au.